What up, what up, what up? What's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Bad Podcast. Brad and Dwayne. Brad, man, what are we talking about today, brother? Yeah, first and foremost, I got a new surrounding. I'm in the new, <laughs> I'm in the new pad. Give me some loving on that. Um, we're gonna talk about a comeback story today. So today's uh, quote is brought to you by Zig Ziglar, one of my favorite all-time motivational speakers. Uh, getting knocked down in life is a given. Every, everybody's gonna get knocked down. Getting up and moving forward is a choice. That's all I got, baby. And we're going to talk mm. about choices and comebacks. Choices, baby. Choices. I love it. Always a great quote. Zig Ziglar is one of the goats. So let's get it. Hey, good job, guys. Good job. Mental battles. Mental battles. What it look like, what it be like, what it do. Brad and Dwayne back in here, another edition of the Bad Podcast, man. And we have a special guest. We're going to get into all of that, man. But before we do, man, we want to let you know that we are currently live inside of the Eager to Run group. Uh, Eager to Run group, uh, Eager to Run group club is a free run group club on Facebook. So make sure, man, if you are a runner, walker, if you have legs, or if not, if you walk on your hands, whatever, join the Eager to Run group. It is a free run club. Uh, make sure you just search it on Facebook and uh, you get live podcasts like this, as well as a whole lot more. There's run classes, all kinds of things in there, uh, meetup events, um, race info, all of that is located inside of the Eager to Run uh, club. So make sure you guys find it on Facebook, like it, join it, get in there. All right. So today we have a special guest, B, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to you to pass it to him okay. so we can talk about uh, uh, why we have him here and and just get into our topic. Yeah, man. This is this is called the give and go. So he's gonna give it to me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Brian. But uh, uh, this is a this is a guy that uh, has has taken his life and transformed his life through running, um, and taking some bad habits and and uh, really uh, revamped his life with with uh, one of the hobbies that we love uh, running. And so I'm gonna turn it over to Zick, my man Zick, and he's gonna introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Brian. Well, my name is Brian Zickafoos. I'm 42 years old and. Married for the last 10 years, and I got a little six-year-old girl. Um, got a cleaning company that we started. We just celebrated 10 years with that. Hey, uh, that was a big part of um, just uh, my comeback story as well. And uh, another piece of what God's blessed me with. Um, I've been running my whole entire life since like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, not by choice at first. Because uh, I was wanting to be a baseball player like my dad, and I just didn't have it. So I was cut from seventh and eighth grade baseball teams. I ran track on just for the heck of it, ended up being decent at it, ran through high school and college. And, you know, um, and then I took pretty much a 10 year hiatus um, where, you know, I didn't make a lot of good decisions where. You know, in high school, I was kind of a goof off. In college, I, I had this roller coaster of success and failure my whole life. And drugs and alcohol always played a part in that roller coaster. Whenever I was on top of the world, um, I was sober, doing good, and doing what I was supposed to do, um, chasing after God. And then when I fail, I always feel hard. <laughs> and then I always have to climb back up. And uh, 
so after college, you know, um, I didn't really run any races at all for 10 straight years. Um, and, you know, I got married in 2014 and six months before that, at that point I was smoking a pack a day. I had quit running. Just, I was just barely running if at all, um, pretty much full blown alcoholic. I drank every night to get drunk and amongst other things, you know, it was not to give too much detail carried away, but let's just say I wasn't living right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I was going to get married, I knew I had to change. I knew I had to make a change. And so the first thing that really started my comeback in 2014 is had a friend of mine that was dying from a lung pulmonary disorder. And I said, well, I was going to quit smoking and run a marathon, Charlotte marathon in six months, which I did. And then that just started the journey from there. And uh, here we are almost 10 years later. <laughs> that, that's amazing. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I want everybody that's listening to this and Brian didn't mention this, but he's, he's done a handful of hundred milers. Um, he was an alternate on the world championship team. Um, he's done, he's done some 50 mile, he's done some significant races since his comeback and, and, um, since his relapse as well. And I think that's just a quite an astonishing story to find yourself in the dumps, but be able to pull yourself up because Dwayne, I mean, we know that it's easy to find ourselves, you know, deep, deep, deep and in, into the abyss. And it's hard to fight and claw out, out of those holes sometimes. No. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, you know, I, I have to go back because uh, part of your story reminds me of one uh, a part of my story. Um, I got cut from the baseball team too, and, and, and uh-huh. decided to run track. Yeah, man. When you said that, I was like, "Oh, this, this is my guy." But then when he got into the hundred running and all that, I was like, "You lost me again." So yeah. uh, anyway, <laughs> well. It, it surprised me as well and it surprised a lot of my high school college teammates because I was a mid-distance runner and I couldn't stand running past 10 miles and I refused to do that in high school, in college like my other teammates were doing these 15 mile runs on the weekend I was like I run the mile I'm not doing that like and they were like I can't believe you got into marathons and then you know one thing led to the next once I, I went through marathons and you know, after the first few years of marathons, um, my goal was to qualify for Boston, which I did that within a year. And it's amazing how the body works. Like I trashed my body for so long, but it just like somehow rejuvenated itself. And my lungs came back, everything came back. And um, I, I really don't know how that happened other than <laughs> the body's resilient. And, resilient, um, for sure. And so... You know, I ran to Boston in 2019, and then after I did that and, and went as far as I could th- thought I could go in the marathon, I was like, well, that's when, um, you know, my struggles with alcoholism after two and a half years of sobriety kind of crept back on me. Like, I relapsed uh, shortly after my daughter was born in 17, and it was like a roller coaster. I'd go 90 days sober and still running pretty good in that time, but it was just like I was spiritually dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so what started my ultra running, it was like after Boston, it was like I thought it was supposed to be what it, so much more than it was. I had it built up in my mind like, oh, this is 
what I've worked for for so many years. And then, you know, when you, you think you, you're going for this goal and you set your mind on that for so long and you finally hit it and it wasn't as gratifying as you thought it was going to be. Well, that's how it was for me in Boston. So I was like, I got to make a change and reestablish back my faith with God. And, and um, I just heard in my spirit, I was like, why don't you do something like you did your first marathon all over again, do something that scares you. Mm-hmm. And what scared me was running 50 miles or more. And so then I signed up for JFK 50 mile in that November 2019. And that was my first ultra. I had no intent of doing another ultra after that. It, it was just like once I did it and I did better than I expected, I was like, man, what else is possible? And I was, what, what the body can do is, you know, then I fell in love with the long distances. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like what you talk about fear because that we talk about fear almost every podcast. Um, and you know, when you talk about 50 miles, it's the unknown, right? It's always the unknown. Yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne's training for a physique show right now. It's the unknown. Mm. That's isn't that where the true gratification of life comes from is chasing that unknown and not being prepared. Now, this was your first 50 miler, right? This JFK yeah. 50. First yes, 50 miler, you have no idea what it's going to entail. The the, the strenuous mm-hmm. uh, struggle and training that uh, is entailed with this with this program, and uh, mm-hmm. no, I, I just I just love that. What do you What do you got, Dwayne? I know you're yeah, chopping no. a bit. Yeah, man. No, no. I mean, he said something that I know our clients are going to resonate with, man. Just the fact that how the body responds, mm-hmm. um, and and mm-hmm. it, it takes me back to you know, uh, before me, before E2M, you know, uh, all, all the cookies, all the cakes, all the pies, you know, mm-hmm. time I saw it, I ate it. I mean, it was no, you know, like I would run through a whole Oreo, like the whole thing. I you know how people take a tray. <laughs> I take the whole thing, <laughs> like all of that, man. And I did that for so many years, but then when I changed my eating habits, when I started doing E2M, the body, mm-hmm. man, the body snapped back and the body, like, you know, like like you said, you, you just amaze how resilient your body is. You know, yeah. even back then, you know, before then, like before I was married, man, I would you know smoking cigarettes and all oh, the things, yeah. you know, and and just not really caring and thinking about the body, man, until I started. And just amazing how it just turns around and it transitions. And then here's the funny part that that uh, that I find out, you know, once you get it in a you know a good momentum, it it a uh, you know like. Like people get nervous when they first join our program. They they do the first eight <laughs> weeks and then they they have a cupcake and say, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna relapse." I'm like, no, yeah, no, you you got a little leeway, you know. And, uh, yeah, talk about having like room in your tub. You know, you got a little bit more room in your tub to add a little extra water, man. So uh, mm-hmm. I just love that that you know part of your journey, you know, is part is just you know taking your body to that to that next level. Uh, and then, you know, seeing how it recovers, man. I mean, you know, you talk about uh, just, you know, you didn't get into details, but all the things that you did prior to that had nothing to do with running, you know, that was actually, you know, again, like it works against it, but, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to train and come back, man, I think that's a beautiful thing that we want to make sure we highlight for our clients, man, because that's the very same thing they're, they're experiencing, you know, whether they're finishing up their eight weeks or they're, you know, uh, been here for a while, man. You just, you just, it's amazing what this body we've been blessed with is able to do. All right. Yeah. 
you know, the, the body's the body's like a rubber band, man. You 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 expand that rubber band and and uh, you let it go. What's it gonna do? It's always gonna go back. But uh, you know, if you keep on expanding that, it's amazing how far you can expand that rubber band, right? And that's and that's what we mm-hmm. are. We are essentially a rubber band, man. And I think that's a song, rubber band. Man. It anyway, is. <laughs> couple different um, versions. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but it, it's amazing how far we can expand if we allow ourselves that expansion, right? So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I did an Ironman a year and a half ago. Uh, and Dwayne yeah. knows the story. A lot of the people that uh, have listened to this podcast know this story. When I signed up, I had no idea what the training was. I had no idea. I, I, I didn't even know what an Ironman was. I didn't know you had to get in the water for two and a half miles. I didn't know you had to ride a bike for 112 miles and to do a full oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And, um, you know, at the time when I signed up, so many people had doubted me and told me, hey, nah, you, you shouldn't. You couldn't. You wouldn't. You, you won't. Um, and, and, start with a half first. <laughs> well, every I don't know how many people told me start with a half first. Start with a yeah. half first. You know, and I, I, yeah. Again, chase the things that you fear because once you once you put that carrot out in front of you, you only have one choice. I'm all in. But if you go mm-hmm. for that half, if you go for that half, man, like you can always have in the back of your mind, what if? What if I went for that full and I, I succeeded? And that—that's. I mean, you're 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 living walking proof of. I've never done a hundred miler. I've never done a fifty miler. Um, and and now you are living proof of. Hey, hard work pays off, and, and comeback stories are truly sensational. Yeah, they are. Like, I guess you hear it all the time. Like, um, I know a lot of people probably doubted me, but I I kind of thrive off that. Mm-hmm. You know. And then the doubt that you have in yourself, I was like, well, a goal is not worth attaining if it wasn't hard to get it. You know, that's with anything in life. And, you know, if you didn't have to fight for it, if it was just handed to you, then it's not much of a goal at the end of the day. So I want to like set the bar pretty high for myself, not to prove anybody else what I can do, just to prove it to myself. And, um, because you can get into that comparison game all day long. There's always going to be somebody better, lost weight faster than you did, or whatever the goal may be in, in business, uh, you know, athletics. So I just only compare myself to myself and keep it at that. That's why it's that's very hard with social media nowadays because yeah. you're always comparing somebody. <laughs> you're always going to find somebody better, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. So you just always look back to how far you've gone and set that next bar a little higher. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I like doing. And because once you, you reach your goals and you're like, well, now that you thought you've arrived, uh, well, then people usually give up. They go back to gaining all the weight back. I've seen this happen a lot because uh, my background is in physical education and health. That's what my degree was. So I kind of relate to a lot of y'all. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, all three of us. Same, same yeah, background. Same, same education. You know what it's like to help people on a weight loss journey or for me coaching somebody um, and they re- reach that plateau and that they are struggling to get any better or lose any more weight or get any faster with me. It's just like, well, 
you got to find some kind of motivation that's going to keep you going. Um, you know, so for me, it's just setting that next race, having my calendar, you know, I don't look too far ahead and I don't look too far behind. I just try to stay in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's what works for me. Like stay in the moment and just keep grinding one day at a time. Brian, Brian got all the uh he got all the E2M cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about E2M, but yeah, to yeah. be honest, but you all you all like they say at church, you you stepping all on our toes, right? Yeah. Now. Like <laughs> you know, I I think that's I mean that's a part of your journey. That's the running life fitness like they're all they're all essentially the same and i just mm -hmm. saw this quote the other day there's no amount of worry there's no amount of worry that can change the future there's no amount of regret that can change the past and and right. uh, live, live here in the present that's where that's where true uh true um joy can be found or something along those lines and and that's exactly what you did say but um one of the things mm -hmm. that i grabbed out of what you just said is um you know just appreciate what season of life you're in i've been talking about this big time mm -hmm. lately what season of life are you in are you where you want to be are you not where you want to be there's a reason you're where you want to where you are today and from whatever season of life you're in you have to you have to learn to extract lessons from wherever you're at if you're if you're plateaued you have to learn a lesson like why am i plateauing why can't yeah. i get faster why can't i lose weight like that's that's all an internal battle and and, and life is an internal battle every day our mm -hmm. mind tells us hey don't wake up hit the snooze button when it hits 3 a.m uh, uh don't don't uh <laughs> don't don't go to the gym eat the donut you know all i mean micro decisions day after day after day mm -hmm. a minute after minute after minute um but just just extracting lessons from life and and, and rewarding yourself too like if you're, yeah. if you're training for a 50 miler you're not going to be able to run 50 uh, uh 50 miles on day one but if you are, are no. just beginning in, in in mile one is in your training if it's one mile reward yourself hey man pat on the back i'm not saying go eat a, a sleeve of, of oreo <laughs> right. uh, like my man Dwayne, but go and <laughs> go and enjoy yourself and in, in, in uh factor we don't we don't we don't pride ourselves enough for doing the hard thing things like people are doing mm -hmm. the e2m fitness program it that's a that's a proud moment if you can go through a circuit and you can get through an entire circuit, man, be proud. If you can go for a 5K, 10K half marathon, be proud, you know, and then extract lessons along the way. And that's how you keep on excited, so to speak. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. You're telling you hit a lot of, <laughs> a lot of good points, man. <laughs> Even the, yeah. the, you know, because this episode is actually going to drop uh, the, I mean, I, I think it's Christmas Day, actually. Yeah. 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 So, but we're just completing around. And, and the reason why, like I said, we, we're smiling so big is because this is the end of an eight week cycle. And so a lot of people are reaching this pinnacle uh, and they have a choice, you know, they have a choice to continue to go forward, you know, set new goals and, and, and keep moving or, you know, uh, go back to where they used to be or, you know, or send us a message saying they plateau, you know, <laughs> which, which we love that so much. No, I was kidding. But no, so here, here's the thing. And, and I always, 
uh, all my all my friends know that's a trigger word for me, man. Because mm-hmm. uh, you can only plateau, man, when you stop making goals. Like right. that is the only time you plateau, man. Is you you stop making goals, you stop setting a new challenge for yourself. Uh, you know that that is when you're stagnant. That's what that means, man. It means you're, mm-hmm. you're not moving up or down. You know you're staying the same, and you know I just refuse to, to stay the same, man. And that that that's uh that's big that you talked about that and the the fact that. You know, we, we we call it the Emerald City and the, the forest, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you go through the forest and then you see the Emerald City. And when you get to the Emerald City, you find out there's more forest, you know, because yeah. we're always striving and, and pushing towards a new a new thing, man. And, and uh, you know, and I think that's what happens to people that you see gain a weight back or, you know, mm-hmm. or like post, you know, especially when they do something like major, like a big race or something like post race depression, all that. And we even talked about that on here, too. Yep. You know, yeah. when you don't have something, you don't have the next thing, you know, because you spend so much time working and training for this one thing. And then you don't have the next thing to 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 work towards or to to occupy yourself. And you kind of feel like, well, I'm not I'm not worth it. Or I'm not I'm not I'm not, you know, getting anything done, man. So. A lot of great points, brother. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna pass it back to you, man, because I mean, you're dropping nuggets, man. Any, anything else you want to say, man, before we uh get ready? We got another little segment at the end before we transition to that. I'm gonna let you say that, and Brad, you know, you drop the bomb and we'll do it. Yeah, well, um, for, well, for me, you know, once I, I ran the 50 mile after that, I was just like, well, what else is possible? Like, cause I, I did something that did scare me and I was like, well, it was like a year later where I was like, I wonder if I can qualify for a world championship at almost 40 years old. Cause you know, most of the guys are going to be in their earlier thirties, mid thirties on the team. And so <clears throat> I set a bar really high that I was going to run hundred kilometers of 62 miles and I had to run seven minutes a mile to be able to qualify. And that was <laughs> and 2020. I, I failed at that. I was on pace for that. And talking about learning from your failures, like you could call it a failure, but I ended up, it was a COVID year. There's not a lot of races, but um, I went 751 so i was like 20 minutes off what i was supposed to do and so even though i kind of failed in my mind i was like well i still held that pace for 42 of the 62 so now i just got to look at what i need to change differently like okay i gotta look at my training different this was my first attempt just because i didn't quite make it i was still one of the fastest runners in north america that year and then about a year later, I did the same exact race, and then I qualified. So it took a whole another year of training, looking at uh, all the little details, doing all the little things, um, like rolling out every night, uh, using a massage gun, doing the Epsom salt baths, like trying to clean up my diet. Um, for me, it was like staying sober, staying spiritually connected, um, and really just not running for myself anymore running for a higher purpose you know Mm -hmm. and you know it wasn't just me i was running for anymore there was other people looking up to me and i had no idea how many people were really 
looking up to me in that way. And there's probably the same for you. When you're doing something and you set a goal and you start chasing it down, even though you have those failures along the way, people are watching you to see how you're going to respond. And so I just decided, you know, I was going to go for it. And even if I failed again, I was going to try again, but I made it. But then after that, I was like, well, I completed that. I think the next thing is I'm going to complete a hundred miler just to say I did it. And then, you know, I surprised myself by doing a whole lot better than I thought I'd ever do. And, um, <laughs> end up winning the first hundred mile I ever entered. And um, I was like, well, now, and that was three years ago. Now I've done four different hundred mile races and uh, you know how crazy the body responds. You know, the first hundred miler I did, I could barely walk for two straight weeks. Well, this <laughs> last time, last April, I was fine. Two weeks later, I was back running like normal. And so it was like your body just gets so much stronger over time. Like, you know, when you're lifting weights, oh, yeah. uh, you can lift one weight, a hard session, and it would take you a week or two to recover. Now all of a sudden you're recovering in two, three days. Mm-hmm. It was like, you can't like set limits on yourself because mm-hmm. the body's going to respond. It's going to get stronger and stronger. Those ligaments, tendons, and all those muscles, like they just start working together. And so then the mental strength comes like, I used to watch a lot of David Goggins and Chad Wright. I don't know if you know Chad Wright. They're <laughs> love Chad Navy. Wright, man. <laughs> yeah, I love Chad Wright. He's like, they're both Navy, former Navy SEALs and ultra runners. And so I, I gain a lot of inspiration from them. It's like, don't give pain a voice is what Chad Wright always says. And um, go, doing that extra mile and, um, you know, just not limiting yourself. Don't, don't voice the negativity um you can say it inside your head but as soon as you put it outside your mouth then it's over like in a race when it gets really hard for me usually that last 10 miles of 100 miler is excruciating and a lot of people quit at mile 85 if you ever go look at race (laughs) results yeah you'll see a lot of people dropping out between 85 and 90 miles it's like well that's when i get excited because i know the end's coming <laughs> but it's a, just a mindset yeah so you got to change your mindset towards pain and growth and you know staying in that moment you can't look at mile 90 when you're at mile 91 you got to be mm. thinking and run the mile you're in and you know for weight loss since y'all are weight loss kind of focused i'd say don't look at week eight if you're doing an eight week cycle, mm-hmm. look at the day you're in, not even the week you're in. Look at the day you're in. Cause if, if you're focusing on Saturday when it's Monday and you're already thinking about how you're going to have your cheat meal or whatever, <laughs> you got messed up. Right. And so I just say, stay in that moment and just keep pushing yourself. And, um, you know, you stack those bricks and make, making those deposits like one of my coaches used mm-hmm. to say like a like a bank account you don't grow a bank account overnight you put little mm. deposits in overnight <laughs> and then when it's time to withdraw you you take that big withdrawal out and you're ready to go mm-hmm. that's how i prepare for races and life and yeah. my business and cleaning business i got and 
everything in life. It, it's just one day at a time, man. Killed it, man. <laughs> yeah. Crushed it. Hey, I do want to say one thing before you land this plane, Dwayne. Um, you know, they did they did a, a an experiment a handful of years about about uh, mental toughness, and you know, when that doubt starts to creep in your mind. You have to you have to push it out somehow because your brain literally cannot have two opposing thoughts. Like if your if your mind is telling yeah. your body to stop, if you You're convince your yeah yeah, and if but if you get into that mind and say I don't accept, take one more step. I don't accept, take another, take another, and all you all, all of a sudden that repetition eliminates all that mm-hmm. doubt. It eliminates all that, and and it establishes courage. Um, so you just have to really power through and, and win that. Win that mental battle. Tell yourself, I can, I can, and I can until you until you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, Amazing. Is big. Yeah. Yes, sir. Amazing. Amazing. All right, Brian. So we're gonna transition, man. We got a really quick little part at the end of our show. This is called a do you know or did you know moment. And <laughs> this is we're gonna get you to put a fact out there, man, about yourself that somebody may or may not know. Uh, you know, just a, a moment. Uh, it could be anything. You know, uh, you know, Brad. He talks about all kind of stuff. You know, high school stuff, and you know, we both from you know from small towns and all that. Like whatever the fact want you want it to be. Uh, but I'm gonna play this short clip. It's really short, so you got time to think about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's really short though, so I just wanna make sure I warn you. But uh, I'm gonna play this clip, and we're gonna ask you this week's "Did you know or do you know?" question. All right, it's over. So <laughs> tell us, Brian, what is a good do you know or did you know fact about yourself? Uh, I was trying to think about this all day. I was like, man, what do people know about me? I don't know because my wife knows everything. Yeah, yeah. She like, don't count. She don't count. No, she don't count. <laughs> well, since we're talking about fitness and the mental side of it, what brought up to me was like something I didn't tell anybody was about 2021 after I ran my second hundred miler in, you know, at this point in my life, you know, I'm like eight years into the comeback. I was like, I had done everything that I said I was going to set out to do. And I was secretly thinking, man, I'm like 40 years old now. Like, I think I'm just going to hang it up. Mm. And what my coach, without even knowing I was thinking that Mark Bottenhorn, he was like, you got to keep on training and you got to keep on going for your daughter. And Mm. I was like, she's six years old, but he has a little girl about the same age. And he was like, you got to keep showing people what's possible Mm. and by doing hard things. And so I really was considering hanging it up and just quitting. And if I would have done that, I would have missed out on the last, like almost three years now of everything that I've been blessed with and experienced and so um, that eternal internal battle I had was just all me. I didn't tell nobody about it. I mean, it's not like some crazy thing. Or, I love it, man. No, but that's it, just what I was going through. We've been talking about the whole time. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's perfect. That's perfect, man. Because nobody nobody knows those, those conversations that we have in our head, you know. Me and Brad talk about ours all the time on here, but yeah. you know, that's because we got a podcast. We got a place to do it. But <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but no, that that's a really good do you know, did you know uh point, and we we appreciate that, man. So first, thank you again for 
taking time out of your schedule, man, coming yeah. on the show. We're gonna we're gonna close it up, but we want you to stay on the line, so don't hang up uh, okay. when, when I hit the the close button. But shout out to all the folks in the Eager to Run Club, man, watching live, man, and those watching the replay. And uh, shout out to those going to be watching on YouTube when it comes out on Monday. Uh, you know, after you, before you unwrap the gifts and stuff, you can watch this episode and tell your friends about this podcast, man. We love y'all, man, going into the new year. Super excited about what we're going to bring and what we're going to talk about. So till next time, you guys, we out of here. <laughs>